welcome to episode 84 of Tim Talk, the podcast at the DC Anime Universe, co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And in a surprising twist, I have written down no news. And I have all of you the news. have all of the news. I hold all of the power in this week's podcast, Chris. <laughs> I control the pacing, the topics. Does this mean I don't have to work as hard? Oh, no, you still have to edit. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm not, I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> um... The funny thing is, actually, it's been a while since we've recorded it's, it's a normal been episode. It's been three weeks yeah. since we've recorded an episode. Yeah, because uh, we recorded uh, Mad Love super early, mm-hmm. and then we've been packed with random movies, movies that have come out. Yes. Uh, some better, some worse. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have all listened to our hot takes on, on Solo and Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, those were films. But now, now we're back. We're back to what we, we normally talk about. Everything but Batman. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> That's so damn true. Yes. Actually, because I don't think we even really have any Batman news this week. I think it's pretty much everything else, Well, right? I, have, I have a little bit of Batman news. What's it's the kind Batman of offhand news? Batman news. Uh, so Lego just announced, because uh, oh, I don't know if you play right. the games, but they just announced I the Lego the supervillain game is coming out this October. Ooh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, the trailer came out for it this morning. It looks amazing. Uh, it does. I mean, I'm I'm a big sucker for those games. Like I have been since the Star Wars games. They're consistently pretty damn fun. Yeah, they know exactly what they want to be, and they do it perfect. Yeah, and like they don't. I mean, you can put a good amount of hours in, especially if you want to do like 100 percent complete. But they're games you can actually get that level of completion done, mm-hmm. and it's all kind of. It's all fun and entertaining. It's all puzzles and stuff like that. Never, it's never super, super challenging. Right. Yeah. It makes you feel like you're good at video games <laughs> playing those games. <laughs> but it, this is a nice little twist because it's something we've talked about a lot over the past few episodes or over the past few weeks of just like we want to be the supervillains and we want to see yeah. the supervillain side of stories. They have more fun. Yeah. Uh, so the trailer uh, from what we see, uh, Joker, Harley, um, Others, <laughs> other assorted DC uh, villains. Yeah, and then the the big push in this is you get to make your own supervillain. Oh, that's from right. The looks of it. Um, so what, I'm excited. What what power is you going to give your supervillain, Cameron? Well, so in the they did like a like a carousel kind of not carousel like a, a f- they did the thing where they show your character and they'll flip through the different outfits that it can be. Is that not a carousel? I guess it's a carousel. Let's just say it's a carousel. Sure. Yeah. Um, a flip book of sorts. Um, but in the flipping, there were two that really caught my eye. I saw Polka Dot Man's outfit in there, <gasps> and I saw my favorite supervillain. The Condiment King? The Condiment King's <gasps> outfit was in there. So, of course, I have to play as the Condiment King if I'm going to play that game. Oh, my God. No, it, it must be done. Yeah. Oh, my God, the Condiment King. Mm-hmm. That is the one of my cosplay dreams. Oh, you have to. I will. I told you what I'm going to try and do for this Comic-Con, right? What? I'm going to try and be Speed Racer. Oh, what? Oh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so perfect. Yeah, so I just started looking for like little pieces this weekend. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying not to wait till last minute, but I'm sure... It's going gonna, it's gonna to be the last it's, minute. Yeah, it's yeah. going to all come in last minute. Uh, but yeah, we had that come out today. This is all pretty much news that came out this morning. So probably the most up-to-date we're ever going to be. That's true, actually. Yeah, unless we ever record an episode on a Tuesday morning, no. this is the closest we're gonna get. No. Um, so, in tangential news, we got the poster for uh, Lego Batman Two. Oh, I actually missed that. Uh, it, I mean, it's just a poster, so we don't really get anything special. But you see the whole gang back together. 
Did you watch um, Ninjago? No. Okay, I did. No, of course you did. And it, <laughs> I mean, I watched it for Kumail. Like, I'll, I, oh, I'll, that's I'll do it for him. Kumail. He was great. Oh, he was great. Jackie Chan was great. Movie was subpar. So I'm excited for another Lego movie to kind of bring it back. Because I have faith in the main franchise. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, I don't think it's Lord of Miller, though, right? I don't think it is either. I forget who it is. I'm bringing up the poster right now because I missed it today. Let me see what we got going on here. Um, they come in. Oh, they come in pieces. So clever. What's this character? I've never seen this character before. I don't know. I think he's, from, is he part of the Mars set? I think he's original. Okay. I don't know. He kind of looks like Mega Man. Actually, no, he kind of looks like... Um, oh, don't tease me like that. What was the... What was the... Was it Tom? What was the guy from Toonami? Oh, yeah, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he definitely does look like Tom. Yeah. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, it's directed by Mike Mitchell and Trisha Gum. I don't know who those people are. Mike Mitchell also did... <laughs> Great start. Shrek Forever. Okay. Uh, sorry, Shark Forever After. Right. Uh, Monsters vs. Aliens. The... I heard that was actually pretty good. Yeah. Okay, this one's... Okay, there we go. That's better. Uh, he did Trolls, which I loved. The most... Uh, the one that came out recently with yes, Anna Kendrick? With, oh, mm-hmm. okay. I heard that was actually pretty decent. I never saw it. Mm-hmm. He... Oh. <gasps> Chris. What? He did Sky High. He did Sky... Oh, I love oh, Sky High. My heart. Uh, yeah, he's... It, I mean, it's he's kind of have a... Have, his whole list isn't great. <gasps> he did a few episodes of Kablam. That's awesome. Right on. Uh, kind of dipping a little below the great line. He did. Should have stopped at Sky High. I should have. <laughs> he did Juice Bi- uh, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Rob that Schneider. Its, that had its moments. Don't try and save that movie. She did Shrek Forever After, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked. The worst of the Alvin and the Chipmunks. Well, I mean, that's a pretty uh, low bar to start. Yeah. Uh, SpongeBob the movie, Sponge Out of Water. Kind of the worst SpongeBob. Okay. But then Trolls. So he's he's coming up. So, like, fluctuated quality, but, like, well enough that maybe we can be a little bit hopeful on this one. Yeah. Uh, did Lord and Miller write it? Um, Do they have any involvement other than just as, like, producers? I mean, they were probably busy making the Star Wars movie that got taken away from them. Yeah. So. Uh, yes, they both, are, they both have screen screenwriter credit. Okay. Well, you know yeah. what? In Lord and Miller, we trust, and uh, I suppose in their cohorts, uh, we have some form of faith. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm excited for that. I obviously love Legos. Yeah. I, I, had, another, I had another Lego build. two sets behind <laughs> my back right now. Uh, three, actually. Three, sec- three sets behind me. Yeah. Well, I, I had to get the uh, Thor's weapon quest, or whatever the hell it's called, because it comes with hottest Thor. Yeah. Yeah. Current sleeveless Thor. Thor. Yeah, sle- yeah. Sleeveless, short hair Thor mm-hmm. with the big axe blade. Yeah. Hottest Thor. Uh, and then I had to get the 68 Mustang, because it's of a 68 Mustang, yeah. and it's beautiful. And then I was super excited for the new Ant-Man the Wasp set, because it just looked amazing, and it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had to get those. You have to. I had yeah, to. They're beautiful. I what was I supposed to do with my life? I don't know. <laughs> read uh, a book. <laughs> I read a book this weekend. I know you did. I'm so I'm proud of you. i talk about that later. I'm so proud of uh, you, Cameron. It's called Character Development, Chris. <laughs> um, <laughs> Are you having an arc? I'm, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> my character of the podcast is having an arc. Uh, so Wait, we also I don't think I am though. Does that mean I'm just <laughs> staying stationary? No, it means you're the antagonist. Oh shit! <laughs> Wait, this all makes sense now, doesn't it? I'm oh. the underdog. Oh my god! Uh, I always want to be the villain. Yeah, you are on your own podcast. Yay! 
Uh, villains have more fun. They do. So we got the Lego Movie 2 trailer, or poster. We got a Wreck-It Ralph trailer that dropped this morning. Yes, I just amazing. watched it. It's just, just a giant Disney boner. Yeah, it... Mm, so it, it does seem very self-serving. Oh, that wasn't even the half of it. What? So I saw... I saw this clip and an extended version of this clip back in July at D23. Um, and they it's just like the biggest like uh, Bob Iger arms wide open, just like legs spread. Just like, look at what I've done. Oh look God. at my empire. Oh so it was, it was like uh, maybe three or four minutes of dialogue between Vanellope and the princesses that we got to see back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just like, it's so wonderfully self-serving, and I hate myself for loving it as much oh as I do. God. I mean, it does. It, it looks like it's self-serving, but also self-aware enough that maybe it won't be quite so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get that they had to set up that they were going to like the Disney world of the internet yeah, uh, right there in the trailer, but to put it in the trailer also seems super, super masturbatory. Mm-hmm. But then it, at the same time they do it, it looks like fun and playful about it. So. Yeah, and I think they really just wanted to push like the princess scene because that's what everyone's been talking about yeah. since July. Sorry, I'm switching out headphones as you talk. So. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, because um, yeah, that was like the big announcement in July was all of the original voice actresses came back for the princesses. Those that are alive. Yes, m- yeah, minus uh, Snow... Aurora and Cinderella. Oh, that did nothing. These are completely dead. <laughs> I'm having of, all kinds of technical issues today. We're doing fine. Um, yeah, all of the princesses came back to reprise their roles, which is amazing. And like those set, yeah, like those photos were released back in July. So yeah. I think they just needed to show that they're in the movie. That they're not going to play a big part. I don't think. I think this is like a small segment. Oh, I'm sure it's a scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, the whole. Disney, like, oh, my Disney area is, is just, yeah, like, a five-minute segment of the well, movie. Well, because, yeah, they hit everything else, too, like... Because you don't even see the villain in the... In the that's trailer. true, yeah. And we see lots of other parts of the internet. We see, like, Snapchat and Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what else we saw in there. Grinder. I was going to say, do you think we're going to see... Oh, for sure. ...Disney version of <laughs> no, Grinder? absolutely not. It's just a, a sea of torsos. <laughs> It's very fit. <laughs> that would actually be very funny if, like, it just you pass by and it's like just the like the grinder building or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, several stories and every window. All it is is just a headless torso. Well, the subplot of the movie is going to be Fix It. Felix walks by that and he gets body issues. Body oh imi- self, yeah. <laughs> he gets self-image issues. So at the end of the movie, he has to save Ralph, and he comes so, looking like this hulking monster. He goes to Peanut X Land. Yeah, up in the corner and mm-hmm. just. Fitbit Studios. Oh yeah. <laughs> there was an episode of not an episode, in the in the first Fairly Odd Parents movie, Abercatastrophe, mm-hmm. uh Cosmo does that. I think I remember that. Where he, actually. he watches seven second abs and he comes back just like super ripped. <laughs> I loved it. Oh god. Abercatastrophe and Channel Chasers might be my two favorite like uh TV like uh TV movies. That I can think of right now. Oh my god! They're so, Abercatastrophe is so well done, and then Channel Chasers, like I've brought up many times before, I love the like alternate art styles in a oh, series. Oh right, yeah, yeah, and it's ending it in Dragon Ball Z. Like you can't top that. You can't top anything. Being uh, what if it ended in Avatar? Avatar didn't exist yet. Last Airbender. I know it didn't exist yet. Okay. Yeah, Channel Chasers two thousand three. Avatar started two thousand four. <laughs> I, I stand humbly five, corrected. Five, yeah. 
I will retire to my corner in shame. Please do, villain. After- <laughs> Uh, and then the last piece of news I'm just going to blow through because it's it's really news for me just to get me excited and get my hopes up again for like just like the last 20 times. Mm. Uh, Tara Strong tweeted out. Oh, right. <laughs> my heart. My heart can't take much more of this. I've been waiting 12 years, Chris. I know. I know, Cameron. Uh, Tara know. Strong. Let it out. <laughs> Tara Strong tweeted out that if Teen Titans go to the movies does well enough in theaters uh, that the original showrunners said that they might bring back Teen Titans season six and kind of have it as a parallel universe to the original, to the Teen Titans go. Yeah. Which like, I mean, it's, it's totally a ploy to get like the hard, like the old school fans to come back. Yeah. But I mean, I want it, I want it so badly. Like I had, they, like I said, they've been teasing me for so long, but maybe, I don't know. It's, it's a possibility. Like, they're reviving everything these days. That's true. Um, you know, what might actually make that a little bit hard to do is the fact that we're getting a revival of Young Justice. So I was just already. thinking about that, and I could see it being the 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 mid not mid season, but like the summer switch, where but, like Young Justice will be twenty four episodes. But it's very nearly the same cast of characters. Shh. Well, I mean, technically, Teen Titans Go is the same voice cast. Well, yeah, but I meant. It was still Teen Titans Go is still on air. Like are they still doing new episodes. At this I believe point? so. Okay, I I thought I was meant more with Young Justice that it's like basically the same cast. So I I mean, it's just Robin and Beast Boy, right? But it's still it's it's, it's a little <laughs> bit you know what I mean. It's like a little bit too close. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I would love to see that come back, but I just, I'm, I'm going to be the cynic here. I'm going to crush your hopes and dreams because I'm the villain. Oh, yeah. I got something new, <laughs> something new for this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. So who knows? I mean, it's going to be a no. I, I know it's going to be a no. But, but one must keep hope alive. I can, I can, still, I can yeah. still believe. You can dream. If you can dream it, you can do it. So that's all the news I have. Well, good. I got nothing. Cool. That's all I had. But yeah, so we're we're talking about chemistry this week. We're talking about Beware the Creeper this week. Yes. Um. What did you think? So we're, okay, we're getting close to the end here of the new Batman adventures. Like, we have one episode left. Oh my heart. So what I think we'll do for next week is we'll do Judgment Day, the last episode, and then we'll do our um our short list for the new Batman adventures. Okay. Because that in and of itself is actually a potentially lengthy topic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there's, there's a lot of really good episodes, not many stinkers, but a lot of like middle ground ones, too. So that'll be an interesting uh, interesting little conversation. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're closing in the end here. Um, and I feel like I have more questions for you in regards to Beware the Creeper. Some you don't have any Batman. questions about chemistry? Well, I mean, <laughs> what did you... So you had not seen this before. I've not. I've not presumes. seen either of these before. So, I mean, how did... What did you think... This is gonna. Where do you think this is gonna go when you saw right away that like Bruce was leaning towards getting married? Um, I, that's what happens in this episode. Yes, Bruce gets uh, married. Yeah, Bruce get, Bruce gets married. Bruce hangs out the mantle of Batman briefly Very for like, a day. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I so at first I assumed Mad Hatter was the villain. Oh, okay. Until I saw the green eyes. Oh, okay. Because the, the the husband, uh, so the movie, the episode starts off with them at someone else's wedding. Veronica yeah, Veronica wedding. Freeland. Yeah, which I don't think we'd seen her yet in New we, Batman Adventures. Uh, not I don't that I recall. Unless maybe, like maybe she have a brief cameo appearance somewhere. But no, I'm thinking of um, 
uh, the news reporter, Summer. No, yeah, I know. I was thinking of the um, not Harley's day off, whatever. The episode where Harley tries to go get reformed and she like mm-hmm. runs into oh, Veronica. Oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that was that's B toss. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, no, she's getting married to Michael, uh, voiced not Veronica Vreeland, Michael, voiced by Tim Matheson, which I was excited to see. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Animal House? Yes. So he's Otter. Which one's Otter? Otter was kind of like the kind of the... like the leader of the house okay, who okay, slept yeah, with yeah. the dean's wife. Got it. Who had the medical bag full of sex toys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was gonna say I know I remember two people from that movie. There was the leader, and then there was uh, uh, what's what's uh, John Belushi's character? Yeah, Bluto. Animal? Bluto. That's a, yeah. Yeah. That's the only two I remember. I've seen that movie way too many times. I'm a zit. Yeah. Get it? <laughs> Get it? So I was like ten. Just oh, terrible. No, terrible that's idea. great. Um, but yeah, he, so he was in that. He was also, this is a really random one. He was uh, the villain in a very Brady sequel, masquerading <laughs> as, uh, what's the mom's name? Here's the story of a man named Brady. Is it that one? Uh, um, doesn't, oh, doesn't matter. It'll come to us. It'll come to us later. Uh, yeah, like, masquerading <laughs> as her, the her presumed dead husband to try and steal like the the like horse statue there's always in the back ah, like the background decoration the foolproof plan foolproof plan um i remember so much about that movie really <laughs> no. i've only seen it once but it was like mary he, no that's one of the daughters right he no that's you're thinking of marcia marcia jan and cindy were the daughters right um i don't remember the mom's name but no like he shows up and he talked about his face was different because he got stepped on by an elephant and had reconstructive surgery and I think the whole thing was set in Hawaii because that's what you always do when oh, yeah. you're doing a sequel to a kid's movie is you jump to another location. Carol. Carol, thank you. And there's also this subplot about uh, Greg and Marsha like, having the hots for each other. because they Oh, because that's what they, everyone makes fun of. Yeah, they both move up into the um, like the attic mm-hmm. and like they're trying to like, share the space. Because that was they were like acknowledging that was the whole thing from the show was like, yeah. there was all this sexual chemistry and they like tried to poke uh, fun at it. Everyone makes fun of that. Yeah, but I remember as a kid just thinking like, I guess I wasn't like smart enough to get the the subtext what they were trying to do. So I'm like, yeah. this is just weird. This is this is almost as weird as Clueless when <laughs> when Cher ends up with her stepbrother. Yeah. Which uh, they're doing, probably just talk about this off air, but I'm just going to brag about it anyway because we're in LA. Right, of course. Uh, uh, Rockwell is doing a Clueless musical. <gasps> yeah. Are we and going? Of course. Okay, it good. It starts, I, I think it just started. <gasps> we have to go. Yeah. Oh my God. So excited. I know. I'm also, so- apparently, tangent upon tangent, apparently <laughs> Jeff Goldblum with his his, uh, his jazz band, he's releasing his first album. I saw. Yes. Because you have, have you gone to see him? I've not yet. Oh, my God. Whenever – he hasn't been t- there for a bit. I mean, he's been off, I think, shooting movies, doing press tours. Mm-hmm. But whenever he comes back up again, I know Jonathan really wants to go. And so we'll, we'll get a group and we got to go because it's so much fun. The man is just impossibly charming. I know. He, he's everything you want out of a Jeff Goldblum. Good. He is peak Jeff Goldblum Good. I, all I, of the time, that's, which is amazing. Yeah. I don't know how do you do that? How do you, how do you be you all the time? But, I mean, but no one is Jeff Goldblum, though. I know. Like – you can't even just say Jeff. No, you have to I say I imagine his friends don't call him Jeff. No, they have to call him Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. <laughs> okay. I was even going to say, like, Jeffrey. No, that even, that's no it doesn't. Yeah. Goldblum? No. It's just, it's you, gotta can't, be, you can't shorten it. It's going to be the whole name. Yeah. There's no other way around it. Um, I guess you could call him Dr. Ian Malcolm, too. Yeah. To his face. Yeah, I'm sure everyone does. Yeah. All his friends. Or David Levinson. <laughs> Again. Or Nick Kroll's dad. To his face. Oh, <laughs> That's the best one. Mm-hmm. 
I love that so much. <laughs> That's a very hard sound to do. It is. <laughs> For the people who don't understand that reference, in Go the show The League, the League yeah. there's three episodes where Jeff Goldblum plays Nick Kroll's dad. Yeah. And they're so... Ruxin's dad. Yes. And, like, the... the chemistry between those two actors it's amazing they play off each other so well and it's, it's like it's, i just want a movie of that it's the most it's one of the most brilliant bits of casting i think has ever been done yeah in film or television yes <laughs> kind of like casting tim matheson as michael Breland <laughs> in this look at that brought it right back around look at it but uh, yeah so bruce is at the wedding uh he of course would catch the garter belt of course of course uh did you happen <laughs> to see who voiced susan his potential bride to be. Uh, I thought I wrote it down, but I did not. So no. Linda Hamilton from the musical Hamilton. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's about her, about Linda Hamilton, about how she was just a no, no known actress. So I think had maybe done Beauty and the Beast at the time. Who was cast in the James Cameron classic Terminator? Got it. Who then went on to become one of the greatest on-screen heroines of all time, Sarah Connor, especially in Terminator Two. Yeah. Judgment Day. And then she's been in tons of other shit, too. But Linda Hamilton. Yeah. Love Linda Hamilton. I love when Lin-Manuel played her. <laughs> All right, I'm done. That was dumb. I'm done. Um, he could play anybody. He could. Yeah. Uh, him and Meryl Streep, their range is infinite. Yeah. Actually, I've, as far as I know, I think Meryl Streep once played Lin-Manuel Miranda <laughs> playing Linda Hamilton, which is just amazing levels of detail and craft. Yeah, I think that's in Mamma Mia, too. It is. Here we go again. <laughs> Here we go again. So excited. Yeah, so Bruce catches the garter and uh, gets paired up with Susan, who got the bouquet. Because mm-hmm. that's a thing that happens at weddings. Yeah. And then he immediately proposes. Yeah, it's like days later. Yeah, days later, they, they're on his yacht, and he proposes. But, you know, there, there, were, there were some little details in there that I really liked. Um, I liked that when he's out on patrol with Robin, he's, like, clearly dream, like dreaming of, like, daydreaming and thinking about Susan, and he's smiling. And just, like, even Robin's like, what the hell are you doing, yeah. man? So how dare you be happy? Yeah, so I, I like that. I like that he's um, like a little bit reckless and a little bit careless in that moment. And I also really like that when he does decide he's going to propose to Susan, uh, he tells everyone in the Batcave, I think, I think that is only one of two times all four characters are together. Okay. I think, I think it's just here and maybe the end of Sins of the Father. Was, was Barbara there? I don't remember. She was not there. Okay, she was, I think, in the comic adaptation. Okay. So I think this is the only time all four of them are ever on screen That's together. Awesome. Yeah, because otherwise they're usually paired off in twos or threes. Mm-hmm. And then they all appear in Over the Edge, but never together. Right. And this scene, especially in, in chemistry, that was a very... I think this was the best scene in the episode. Oh, easily. I agree. Did you happen to catch the little musical cue that chimed in? So, ah, uh, my God. I watched this three weeks ago. I thought we were watching, I thought we were doing this with Mad Love. <laughs> oh, someone just read the calendar. I did. You hadn't updated it then. <laughs> oh, someone just updated the calendar. Dylan, <laughs> what can I say? Yeah. Um, there's a bit of the Phantasm music comes in. in that I assume that's what you were Yeah, it comes up. in yeah. as, um, as he's this, telling them. Yeah, because this definitely feels very Phantasm-y. Phantasm light. Phantasmic. Yeah. No, that's a different thing. Kevin. I know. That's, that's where you were yesterday. That was where I was yesterday. Did you go to Phantasmic yesterday? No, we left early. Because remember, we were going to record yesterday. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you were a sung hungover. Yes. And I, I was just I standard may, hungover. I a lovely so. shade of bright pink at the moment because <laughs> someone forgot to give me sunscreen at Disneyland. Uh, Thanks, Mom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought it was like, oh, that was me. No. <laughs> I didn't no, pack your sunscreen. The other villain of this podcast. <laughs> 
That's not nice. She's That's a lovely not, lady. I love you, mom. I've met her. She's a delight. She listens. <laughs> I know. Probably not to this part, though. No, she sped through this already. That's totally understandable. I don't blame her. Um, yeah, so Bruce proposes. I noticed the green eyes, and that's when I'm like, oh, this There's, is a poison ivy thing. Yeah. Um, uh, and then we, we get to the actual wedding itself at Way Manor. Did you happen to catch some of the little cameos? I did. Oh, my Etchigan God, he finally the... <laughs> caught something. Who did you catch? Etrigan was in the background. Yeah. Uh, 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 Zan, not Zandaya. <laughs> Xanadu. Um, <laughs> no. Was there. Um, what's her face? Uh, Zatanna was Zatanna, there. uh, Dr. Leslie think... Tompkins was yep, in the background, yeah. as were, uh, Hamilton Hill and, of course, Jim Gordon. Mm-hmm. But I guess, I don't know if he and Bruce ever really spend any time together, but one presumes he's there because Barbara's there. Yeah. One would think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who else was there? Apparently Dr. Joan Leland was back there somewhere, which I didn't catch. Summer Gleason. I like this, too. Um, Jack Ryder was actually right up in the front. Jack Ryder being the creeper. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. But, mm-hmm. I mean, if you... I feel like that was kind of like a setup for the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Lucius Fox is obviously there. Also, I, I missed this, but apparently uh, Kirk Langstrom and his wife Francine were in there somewhere, Aww. too. Oh, wait, I forgot. He's like the one, other than the ventriloquist, he's like the one Batman villain that actually got a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Aw. Yeah. It can happen. Yeah. I think technically the penguin almost counts. Not a happy ending, but... I mean, just not villainous. Yeah, he's but not in still, jail. Th- yeah. yeah, he's yeah. not in jail anymore. I mean, that's as happy as you can get in Gotham. That, that's something, yeah. Um, if you're not a billionaire, <laughs> being not in jail is the happiest as you can happy as you can possibly be. I also liked, too, that, um, I mean, this is to be expected, but that Dick was his best man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's only really implied because they're up at the head table together. Yeah. Um, wait, does that mean, was Barbara maid of honor? I assume so. That doesn't really make sense. I mean, it's the same way that I'm I'm man of honor in my friend's wedding. Well, no, maid of honor would have been for Susan. Yeah, but I mean, I guess maybe there's only seated there's only four up at the top of the table, right? Four seats. Was Alfred not in his wedding party? Uh, well, no, he Bruce. Was, he, was busy, he was too busy working the wedding. Obviously, Bruce, how could he you? was hanging out your own father in the office waiting for a phone call to come in. It's true. Someone had to stand by the phone. Someone, yeah. Um, Bruce, well, shame. You know what? Bruce. Oh, actually, hang on, hang on. It was probably well, no, because it was Veronica married michael michael was friends with susan mm-hmm. so either she didn't have a maid of honor or maybe it was actually going to be veronica but because she never showed up oh maybe maybe that's why she wasn't there i'm gonna mm-hmm. give that the benefit of the doubt and say that's who was the maid of honor and that barbara was just up there as dick's date yeah because she's not yet dating bruce <laughs> thank god yeah that'd be a horrible decision by the writers yeah. <laughs> But I, I, I did. I liked that they made that small gesture to have that be a thing. Just because mm-hmm. you, if you think about it, well, obviously, if Bruce were to get married, well, depending on where he is in his relationship with Dick, Dick would be the best man. If mm-hmm. they're still talking, he would be the best man. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty fun. Um, oh, I had another question for you. Should Clark have been there? Was that oh, your question? Of course not. Because that's my question. Oh no. Well, why would he be there? He could be reporting it. Uh, but, I mean, well, here's the, th- I guess, because he wouldn't invite Lois, obviously, because that's just like, but Lois like, knows. salts the wound. Yeah. But that's like, oh, hey, Lois, remember how we had like this whirlwind romance and we're both still in love with each other, but we can't be together? Cause yeah, because I, yeah, I wouldn't give up Batman for you. Well, I'm giving up Batman I'm for I'm giving up Batman for this chick that I met 24 hours ago. Yeah. Welcome to the wedding. Mm-hmm. 
So, I, yeah, I mean, I suppose Clark could have been there. Maybe Clark was hanging out somewhere in the background. Yeah. You know what? Let's assume Clark was there and he had to leave to go, like, save a kitten from a train or something. Yeah. Do you think Talia was watching from a window? Ah. Uh, Just being very spiteful. Like, yo, having she, the blow she, dart she, ready. She, she absolutely was. She's out there just sharpening a sword. Yeah. Take her out. Yeah, like, during the toast, you hear this, like, shing. You know, I think Talia would be sharp enough to know what was actually going on. Yeah, probably. Yeah, she's pretty shrewd that way. I feel like she would have been like, you know what? I don't have to worry about this. Mm-hmm. He's going to figure Bruce out. Bruce doesn't date anyone with green eyes. No. That chick's a plant. <laughs> she's clearly a plant she's person. A plant. No, what I was going to ask you um, is, do you think Bruce drank at the wedding? Because Bruce never drinks because he's always, quote unquote, on duty. Mm-hmm. But if he is basically considering giving oh, up God, being... What? Sorry, did you... One more tangent for for the next minute. Why not? Um, did you see the the police officer that accidentally fired his gun into a crowd because uh, <laughs> it was what? in it was somewhere in Colorado. I, I don't think it was a police. I think it was an FBI agent. Uh, even, even better, better exactly. Wow, okay. Um, he was doing a dance off with a crowd of people, and he did a backflip. And mid backflip, his gun fell out of his pants, and when he went to grab it, he accidentally fired it into a crowd. <laughs> okay, I thought that when the gun fell out of his right, 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 when it fell yeah. out of his belt, it was gonna hit the ground and go off. But no, it's when he went to go pick it up. Yeah, when he scrambled to pick it up, did he shoot somebody? Yeah, he shot someone in the leg. Oh my god! Yeah, it's America. Uh... Yeah. Okay. I mean, so... at least I mean, he was, did he complete the backflip at least? Yes, he did. He did land the backflip. <laughs> He stuck the landing. He stuck the landing. I mean, it was. But it he wasn't failed a, in the follow through. It wasn't a great landing. He did land a little crouched, uh, but I'll give him the benefit of a doubt because he probably saw his gun on the ground <laughs> mid backflip. <laughs> you know, he probably he probably saw he was going to lose this dance battle. He's like, <laughs> last resort, <laughs> shoot the guy I'm dancing against. Not fatal, just to Extreme end his dancing measures. career. <laughs> I'll take away the one thing he can't replace. <laughs> His dancing leg. Do, do you think? <laughs> do you think that in doing so, he accidentally created a supervillain yes. who's now going to go around, and because his dancing career was ruined, he's going to slowly ruin the lives of all the dancers who like surpassed him. Yes, <gasps> he's going to be the Fairly Odd Parents villain, the bronze kneecap. Oh my god! <laughs> if you didn't know. There was an episode where you saw all of the Crimson Chins villains, and they're all, like, obscure body parts. Okay, it was the bronze kneecap. The bronze kneecap, the titanium toenail. Yes. Um, The, oh, God, the iron lung. Oh, that one's so good. Yeah. Oh, what were the rest of them? <laughs> I, I don't, because I remember they all came together to make, like, an anti-Voltron. Oh, that's right. Um. I have to look at that. You keep talking about the episode. Oh, Crimson Chin and Cleft the Wonder Boy. Yes, the Boy Chin Wonder. The, oh, fuck off. Come on. Okay. Um, so, but the reason that Veronica doesn't show up is that <laughs> she she discovers that Michael has leaves going out of his chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I've ever seen a PSA for getting your chest waxed, this is it. Um, Age two Olga. I forgot about her. Oh, it's Olga. Just a camera. Always wax your chest. Yes. Um... My next note is, well, that was inevitable. <laughs> what the fuck does I, that mean? I don't remember. Okay, so I'll stop looking at Ron's kneecap. I'm assuming it had to do with just the fact that it was poison ivy. Um, 
Well, when does he rip his skin off? Because that was, like, I liked the design of the plant character. Oh, okay. The, he, um, Poison Ivy rips the skin off when they're at her lair. Okay. Because the, the, the skin flaps uh, land in front of Robin and it gets all grossed out by Oh, it. that's true. Yeah. Oh, that was my question. Didn't, wasn't this pretty much the same story she had in her last episode of BTOS where she made a, f- a plant family? It's pretty damn similar. Yeah. Yeah, I guess in that context, it was her trying to go straight. And yeah. this time, yeah, it's still, it's very similar. I guess that established the fact that she can make these, like, plant creatures. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so then all of the, um, they all, they all getting the costume. Oh, okay. Um, they all go out onto the, the yacht because they're doing, like, this big group honeymoon sale. Yeah, and so all just rich people. It's all the all the, the Gotham socialites and their plant spouses. Mm-hmm. Um, and their... Splouses. What? Splouses. Splout... Pants, plants, spouses. Oh. Stop, stop. Sproutses? That's better. Yeah. We'll go with that one. <laughs> Great forced pun. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it's... They're all the... The significant others, all the socialites are talking about, like, oh yeah, they all have green eyes, and they all like they they're were all super easy. Yeah, and they're all, all like, perfect fell in for love. me. And yeah, so basically the trick was is that all the um, the lures, we'll call them whatever you want, the sirens, whatever, mm-hmm. were covered yeah, in pheromones, and then you know were also like specifically designed to cater to the wants of all the people around them. So for Bruce, it was someone who was basically accommodating. Yeah. To him. <laughs> And we're we're okay with his his crazy crazy lifestyle. Yeah, um, but I I had a note because um, we're always talking about how all these episodes are like PSAs, and beyond being a PSA for getting your chest waxed, uh, <laughs> there's a line in it where someone I think it's Susan says like, oh, relationships aren't supposed to be easy because the whole thing was that all the relationships are super easy, so everyone fell in love so quickly. Yeah, it's like that's an interesting message to send to kids. Is that mm-hmm. a positive message? I guess it is. It's a real message. Yeah, it's true. We got to keep these kids grounded. Yeah. In the real world. And these during these superhero shows. And also teach them to suspect anyone they fall easily in love with because they're probably a plant person. Yes. Look at their chest yeah. <laughs> and make sure there's not vines growing out of it. <laughs> this is why I'm still single. I'm convinced. Yes. One of these guys is gonna be a plant person. Yeah. That's why I'm more attracted to everyone I have a fight with. <laughs> this is what Batman taught me. Um. <laughs> also, it means I shouldn't date guys with smooth chest because then I don't know if they have like leave right. chest. Exactly. Hair. Yeah. You need those burly, those burly bears. All right, I'm heading to Silver Lake. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> to the eagle. <laughs> um, I really want a story because I love, like I mentioned before, I love the design of the 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 plant human. Yeah. I want a story where one of her. Uh, plant monsters kind of gains sentience and decides that he wants to fight against poison ivy. Like he, like the character sees that what he's made for is wrong. And oh, he wants interesting. To try and, like do right. Yeah. So now like he's trying to fight against his creator. Yeah. I mean, I guess we, we've, we've never had that exact story. Have we, we've come a little bit close mm-hmm. with, um, my Silicon soul. Yeah. With the, the robot Batman. And also, um, I don't remember the name of it, but the Superman episode with Darcy, the robot, the Toy Man creates. I vaguely remember. 
Yeah, it's like she creates like the the supermodel who's a, a robot, and oh, she's aware. Yes. But yeah, she yeah. like goes villainous rather than mm-hmm. um, like any sort of like noble or um, aspirational. Um, but yeah, I guess we never, that would have been an interesting story to do. I, I think maybe a little bit more interesting than this. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because this this episode was not interesting. We do get a wonderful gruesome death scene. Oh, Which that's always true. Great. All the melting plant people. Yeah. But even like Susan, because she gets trapped in the cabin as the ship is sinking and like mm-hmm. her her body is decomposing as it's going down the ship. And it's it's actually pretty brutal. Yeah. But, like my I think my problem with this is that it's a kind of an interesting idea, but what it was missing was an element of tragedy to it. Like if Bruce really did give up being Batman for love, when Robin shows up on the yacht and hands him the costume. It, there should be an element of tragedy there. We should feel that he is doing this kind of begrudgingly. Like he mm-hmm. thought this is a part of his life that he would be able to get past. And the fact he has to go back to it breaks his heart a little bit. Or at the very least have the scene where he's like, cause you see him just kind of abandon poison Ivy. Yeah. Cause he can't save her out of love. A scene where like you see Robin and Batgirl kind of finishing up the mess on the deck and bat and Bruce is trying to like break back into his room during while the ship is sinking and yeah. Robin has to pull him out and you have, you see him kind of like losing her. Yeah. Like that, I think that would have been that emotional hook. Cause like he is still in love. Like the pheromones haven't worn off yet. Right. And um, you know, th- plus the whatever element of genuine connection he felt there too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it could have been, it could have had a bit more of a, like an emotional gut punch, mm-hmm. but I, I guess think that, I think that might've been too much of a gut punch for a kid's show. Yeah. <laughs> Watching Batman, like, <laughs> Watches his, watch his, watch wife, his wife die. Drown. <laughs> yeah. Ostensibly. I mean, it's fine because, I mean, this we talked about this. This is basically just Phantasm Light, and Phantasm is flawless. So yeah, we, yeah, this is 20-minute Phantasm. Yeah, exactly. We can always go back to that when we really want something good. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's it's fine. It's Yeah, it's not the worst. No. It's got a great scene, one great scene where Batman yeah. quits being Batman. Yeah. Uh, and that was it. That's, that's pretty much it. It's fine. It, it, it basically works. Mm-hmm. Um but you, if I recall, were pretty excited, though, about Beware the Creeper. Yes. Now, I remember the very first episode we recorded, we said who our favorite char- oh, side characters were. shit, yeah. And I said the Creeper. Now, where did your love from the Creeper come from? Did, did you see this episode before? I'd, I'd seen snippets of this episode before. Okay. And he makes he makes an appearance. I think he's, like, in the background of a Justice League episode. Oh, that's right. I think he is. Mm-hmm. I meant to look that up, actually. Um it, yeah, and there's something about his design up. which I just I've always loved. It's so weird and wacky, and it's something it is that, like a good look, that, like a four year old drew. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and I love it. Um, it's like half. It's basically half Spawn, half Joker, with a good guy inside. A little bit. It reminds me of um, Freakazoid a bit. Yes, too. yeah. I think that's why I love it so much because I love Freakazoid, and um, he has that. It's the same voice. Doesn't Jeff Bennett do Freakazoid? No, who does Freakazoid? Someone else does. I think, I don't remember. I mean, I was looking up Jeff Bennett on my laptop before it crapped out, and I didn't get a chance to go with her. Because, I mean, he's a a voice actor. He's done absolutely everything. Um, I think, I'm trying to remember if he he has any other appearances. Um, Paul Rugg is Freakazoid. Okay, yeah, he later joined the Justice League. Oh, wait a minute. I hmm. forgot. Oh, I forgot that Jack Ryder actually appears in other episodes as Jack Ryder. 
Because this list of him as being Cold Comfort, Joker's Millions, and Over the Edge as part of the okay, yeah, I forgot that he's he was just in, like a news reporter. Yeah, I forgot he's in all those. But then he has cam- oh, yeah, he has cameo appearances in four episodes of Just League Unlimited. Mm-hmm. So he does come back around, which is cool. Because um, I like that's the difference. He's basically like, what if the Joker were a crime fighter? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what he is. That's awesome. It is pretty good. Yeah, it, and you're right. It is. Oh my god, it really is an amazing look. Mm-hmm. He has the yellow skin. The the green and black the green and black speedo speedo which is fantastic and the gigantic boa the, the, the boa and I love that he has like the the matching gloves and like socks yeah well, to he go has with to. it. What I also love too is that when he has his cameo appearances, that's how he appears, right? Mm-hmm. He, with the whole look, so he kept all that stuff. Yeah, well, which is fantastic. Well, in this version, can he go back? Because in the comics, he has a very different story. Yeah. I th- well, and this, yeah, because at the end of the episode, he's got the patch on, and it... Oh, that's right. It yeah, I forgot him. about so the patch, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, so it... But he does take it off. Yeah. So maybe... Maybe event... We don't know what happens to them. We don't know if eventually he just keeps it off permanently and stays that way, or if it's kind of like um, almost like a reverse version of our band, where he, like, stops taking the drugs to revert back. I, we don't know what happens to him from that point on. We just know that he keeps being the creeper. Right. So... Uh, so yeah, amazing episode. So it starts with Jack Ryder doing kind of like a 60 minutes on the Joker origin. So it's the yeah. seventh, the seventh, seventh anniversary. anniversary. Yeah. So, which is, I mean, I guess. So timeline wise, when, I mean, not in, not in series timeline, but like, when did this episode come out? This came out in 98. Okay. So it would have been six years. Yeah. From, yeah. So, I mean. I guess theoretically that could hold up mm-hmm. that it could have been roughly a year before the events of BTOS. Yeah. The Joker became the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, Maddie, tell us if we're right on that. <laughs> yeah. So I know, get, I know, you know, <laughs> let's get that Joker timeline. <laughs> They've probably done a video on it. Actually. I'm sure they did. I saw they just posted a, uh, Oh, static, uh, static shock one. I, yeah. yeah I, I haven't watched, watched it, it yet. I know. We're sorry. Oh no, we're, <laughs> We're terrible, terrible friends. Yeah. I mean, I don't know them. <laughs> You're the bad friend. I mean, I'm the villain. We've yeah, established I'm that. the bad friend through connection. <laughs> Only by proxy. Only by proxy am I but a bad person. It was it was kind of fun to see in that like 60-minute segment the number of Easter eggs. So, I mean, one, I think timeline-wise, if it holds up, that's kind of a fun thing, too, is that like it would roughly hold up with the timeline of the mm-hmm. actual show in the real world. Um, that it references him being part of the Velestra mob, and so we see the old photo of him with, um, yeah, Sal Valestra, um, Chucky Saw, and Buzz Bronski. Yep. At it. Good job. Uh, yeah, back in the day. Um, that it all, when we see that reenactment of him falling into the vat, it looks very much like the 89 film. And Batman is dressed like his original comic appearance. Yeah. With like the weird ears and the emblem and everything. But the whole look of it feels very of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it was interesting that that the chemical plant is still open because I find one, that very interesting. One, yeah, one, the chemical plant is still open, but also two, that he would be doing that live. Yeah, like those are like very like highly produced segments. You go out and you shoot them on location, you go back and you edit them, and then you put them out there. Yeah, I mean, I guess it has to be live for it all to work. But I, I mean, like, yeah, that. kids don't know how this works. No, <laughs> TV is all real for them. It's so real. It's still real for me. Uh, I also loved it too because the three Joker goons are obviously that's the that's my favorite model part. off of the three Stooges. Larry, Joan, Curly. Did you happen to see who voiced all three of them? Yes, I did. Oh, good man, I did. It was uh uh fuck, what's his name? It's Fry from Futurama. His name, 
is not East, but Adam West. Adam, <laughs> Adam West, famous voice of Fry <laughs> from Futurama. Also Zoyberg. Yep. Professor Farnsworth. Yeah. Zat Brannigan. <laughs> yep. Uh, Billy Billy West. Billy West. Billy Idol. He, he he gets there eventually. Yes. So. <laughs> Famous have, voice actor Billy Idol makes his grand appearance. His grand appearance, yeah. I feel like Billy Idol probably would have been a pretty good voice actor. He's got a good yeah, voice. He does. I mean, he wouldn't be able to have that that sort of range, mm-hmm. I think, quite like the great Billy West. I love Billy West. I'm sorry but, I forgot your name. But yeah, I mean, I love that he he voiced those guys. And they, they none of them really talk very much. But I mean, that must have been so much fun for him, just yeah. coming in and yeah, doing... Yeah, but when they do talk, it's definitely in it's dead on the Three Stooges characters. version. It's, yeah. it's a really fun little, little bit they did there. Mm-hmm. Um, they also got beat up. Like I don't usually keep count of how often the goons get beat up, but they got beat up three times in this episode, and yeah. they weren't in the final act. Oh, they weren't. Yeah, because Were Batman beats them up in uh, at the chemical plant. <clears throat> at the chemical plant, uh, Creeper beats, Creeper them, beats up. them up at the pool house. Yeah, and then Batman beats them up right after that. That's true, man. Rough life. I mean, they signed up to work for the Joker. Yeah. What did you expect? I know. Was there? There was a three. Yeah, there was a three suits crossover. Oh, sorry, wrong show. I was thinking of the the Scooby Doo movies of the seventies. Did the Three Stooges episode? They did. Yeah, Three oh, Stooges. Man. Yeah, because I remember because I like I saw Batman in the art style, and I saw the Three Stooges in the art style, and I forgot there was a character in the middle there. There was Scooby Doo. <laughs> I love those though, man. They're so good. Yeah, Batman. So good. Harlem Globetrotters. There were four Harlem Globetrotters. They had. They were the I biggest cameo. Was uh, I mean, I feel like Don Knotts was right behind them. I feel like he did a mm-hmm. few of them. Right. He was three. Uh, Mama Cass. I remember because the whole bit about her was she was just constantly eating. Mm-hmm. She got along real well with Shaggy. In uh, regards. Who was? It was the. The comedy duo of the Laurel and Hardy. Yes. Was that actually it? I think so. I mean, Abbott and Costello have been. It wasn't Abbott and Costello. It was. Bef- it was before Abbott and Costello. They were kind of at the butt end of the silent era going into the talkies. I think that would have been Laurel and Hardy then, right? I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was. It was. It was like a big guy with a bowler hat. Yeah. If that's if that's that. That might be Abbott and Costello. It was not Abbott and Costello because I know them. What do they look like? Uh, I have less, the internet right here. I can just uh, look it up. But Abbott and Costello medium, are, are so. less um, like not unique, but less like stereotype comedy duos. Okay, it was Laurel and Hardy. Like one was the big guy with the little bowler hat, and the other mm-hmm. one was like. Scrawny and yeah, yeah, yeah. tall and scrawny, bowlegged or something. I don't don't remember. I love those though. Yeah, yeah. Evan Costello, I don't think had any like outstanding physical features from what I remember. What are the actual good Scooby Doo shows? I mean, obviously it's Scooby Doo. Where are you? The original Mm -hmm. and the Scooby Doo movies. Scooby Doo movies of the seventies. Yeah, that's kind of it though, isn't it? Uh, Most of the rest been pretty crap. Pub named Scooby Doo. Great. Did love. love. (laughs) Can't get past that one. Do that as a podcast. Hmm? Should we just do that as a podcast? Yeah, we just abandon the DCAU and just do a pup named Scooby Doo episode. Call it the Red Herring. <laughs> yeah, I'm on board. Um, uh, what's new? Scooby Doo is pretty good. That was when um, Bowling for Soup did the theme song. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, was it Bowling for Soup was it Blink-182? It was Bowling for Soup. Was it? Was it no? Because Bowling for was Soup was Bare Naked Ladies. No, it wasn't the Bare Naked Ladies. No, I think it was Blink-182. No. I think you're right. No, I think it might yeah, have been. Yeah, because Bowling yeah. for Soup did uh, uh, American Dragon. Yeah, oh, I American Dragon, Jack Long. It was either yeah, I think it might have been what's a blank grenade too. That's amazing. New? I remember that being pretty good. I think wasn't uh, didn't Matthew Lillard do the voice of Shaggy in all those? So yeah. Like at a certain point, he started doing the voice. Mm-hmm. He was a great Shaggy. He was. We've talked about this. Yes. Those movies are brilliantly cast. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Uh, the second one is so much better. 
opening simple plan almost it is what a simple plan simple do? plan was like the what was their one hit wonder what was their one hit oh god um 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 no addicted was blink 182 what's my age again was blink 182 <laughs> i love blink 182 um, i still love blink 182 here i go no that's some 41 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's hard <laughs> to differentiate all those very equivalent bands uh, on the spot. Simple Plan, what didn't they date um, Avril Lavigne? They Levine? collectively, all of them <laughs> dated. did the lead singer date Avril Lavigne? Or was know. that? <laughs> no, what, didn't Pete Wentz marry Avril Lavigne at one point? The head of, uh, he was the lead singer of Fall Out Boy. Did they get married? Were they married? I don't remember. No, they weren't married. But they dated, I thought. I think so. Oh, wait, no, am I, am I thinking of Ashley Simpson? Did Pete Wentz marry? That. Sounds closer. Sounds right. Um, mm. Hold on. No pads, no helmets, just balls. I remember that album. I wonder if the boys at the DCO Watchtower can help us with this, too. I'm just a kid. That <laughs> was a, just a kid. No, Addicted, that, yeah, Addicted was um, some was was uh, Simple Plan. There okay. Was, with the uh, song Addicted? Yeah, because the song? record producer said they couldn't put the word dick in a song. And so the song is, I'm a dick, I'm addicted to you. Oh, I vaguely recall mm-hmm. this. Uh, they also did uh, Perfect, which was kind of their like ballad, because we lost it all. Nothing lasts forever. I'm sorry, I can't be perfect. Okay. Because it's just too late. I'm sorry, I can't go back now. I'm sorry, I can't be perfect. <laughs> Can you guess what song I sang in my shower all through my high school? <laughs> Madonna. Everything Madonna. Madonna. Yep, yeah. You got Four it. Minutes was your favorite. Mm-hmm. Personal favorite featuring Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yep. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm Just a Kid was their big song. Okay. Because I'm just a kid and life is a nightmare. I'm just a kid. I know that it's not fair. Nobody cares because I'm alone in the world. Uh, how can everyone have more fun than me? There we go. Okay, I'm done. Thank you for that. Yes. So where were we? We feel much more complete. <laughs> we're Curly. at Ace Chemicals. Yes. Where the Joker is there to fuck with Jack Ryder and throw him into the same chemicals that made him the Joker. Mm-hmm. And um, like but he's also drowns been, him in it. Yeah, pretty much. But he, he also got hit by the, the, the laughing toxin and yes. then put in there. Um, which I did think, one thing I did find interesting was, so obviously in that fight, um, I feel like someone accidentally triggers the drain on the vat, but basically it's sending Ryder out to sea. Mm-hmm. And so Joker has a moment where he's like, oh, you can either save Ryder or catch me. Which is... Smart because Batman will pretty much always choose to save a person. Yeah. Do you think he should have just gone after the Joker? Well, he has a sidekick. So be like, yeah. Robin, go get the guy in the drain. I'll get Joker. Yeah, that would have been a good idea. Yeah. Because then it solves all the problems that happen after this. Mm-hmm. Come on, Batman. I know. He's probably just a little fucked up off the fumes. Well, then it would have been really sad because Harley would have been sitting in that pie for so long. <laughs> Yeah, we got to talk about that. <laughs> we got to talk about that. There's um, nothing wrong with that. So, actually, but wait, before we get there, though, what I do love is, so Ryder comes out, and he's immediately all weird and loopy, mm-hmm. and he runs into someone on the street, and they freak out and run away, and I love it, because he then says, okay, I love you, bye-bye. Oh, no, he's not on the street. He gets scared by something, and he jumps, like, 20 feet in the air. Oh, that's right. He's, he's like, up on, oh, like, I like this. Yeah, and so he sees a, a girl in the window, and yeah. he jumps. Oh, that's right, up window. under, like, apartment, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he does the, okay, I love you, bye-bye. Yeah. And I loved, oh, like, anytime they do an Animaniacs reference, I get so excited. Uh, I know. Mm-hmm. Mindy. Oh, so good. And Buttons. Buttons. Oh, mini and buttons. An absolute oh. classic. Oh, my God. They were so um, But, yeah, then so Ryder goes to Ditko's. Great mm-hmm. reference. Steve Ditko there, the yep. creator of 
uh, creeper. Did you see who all the other reference in the windowsill? I only oh, saw it because uh, I read the it. the question, mm-hmm. right? Another Ditko creation. Yep. I love the question. I know, me too. Mostly because of this universe. Yeah, I was going to say, he's one of my favorites in Unlimited. Yeah. He, um, isn't it, is it John C. McGinley who does the voice of? That's a good question. Dr. Cox from Oh, from it might Scrubs. be. I thought it was. I don't know. We've, we've learned in this episode already that I don't know any voices. <laughs> I'll look it up. Um, Pretty but sure so, it was Billy Idol. It was Billy Idol. Billy Idol as the question. That yeah. is a great bit of weird casting that I feel like absolutely could have <laughs> happened if the question ever popped up. In if, if Batman and Robin had continued, that universe continued, I to- totally could have seen Billy Idol <laughs> showing up as the question. Yes. Yeah. So. Just, just how long do we have to wait until it's Vin Diesel? Oh, God, hopefully forever. In what universe is Vin Diesel on the same celebrity level as The Rock? And just like he's in everything from now on. I mean, because that's, I think, the, that's I think the, the dream rock, universe. That's the one I want to wake up The in Rock will prevent that from happening. <laughs> but also, if you stop and just look at the universe we live in now, it's not outside the realm of possibility. I know. <laughs> that is the universe we deserve. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but yeah, so Dick, uh, Ryder goes to Ditko's and picks out that fantastic green and black Speedo. Yeah. Um, oh, that's not a bad cosplay costume, actually. You can rock that at Comic-Con. I can totally rock that at Comic-Con. Do it. I gotta, I gotta spend a little more time at the gym. Creeper and Speed Racer. <laughs> Speed Racer. <laughs> I mean, I love wearing a boa, mm-hmm. so it's perfect. Um, but what I thought was so interesting is he actually pays. Yeah. Because like, that's how they... Batman gets the call. Him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like someone which is at Ditko is cranking a scene and he used Jack Ryder's credit card. So it does the about face. But then, yes, we jump over to uh, the lair of Joker and Harley and Joker walks in and Harley is pulling a Marilyn Monroe and is inside of a giant pie. Mm-hmm. And so good. even says, don't Happy you want to try? Happy anniversary, Mr. J. Happy anniversary. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> You're swell and okay. <laughs> and then we, we learn a big fact about Harley. Uh, she can't cook. Oh, that's right. She can't cook. <laughs> she can't bake. She can't ba- I mean. Uh, Let's see the DC Watchtower. People right. know that little tidbit. They, they, mm-hmm. know, they know everything. Did they know that Harley is not a good baker? Don't think so. <laughs> right in and confirm for us that she did. Also, that pie was... Just all whipped cream, right? Well, custard one presumes. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I don't know my pies very well. No, I was a cake family yeah. through and through. Well, I don't know my pies, obviously. Stop it! We're done. <laughs> We're not doing this conversation. We're ending the episode. So, what what I thought was interesting about this is there there are some not parallels to Mad Love, but there's some similar things going on. We get a little bit of exploration of the relationship to Joker Harley. Mm-hmm. We get a very sexualized Harley hitting on the Joker. Um, her getting thrown out. Her getting thrown her out of the door. Hyenas. The hyenas. It's, yeah. it's almost the exact same thing. It's, it's literally the same scene, just camera angle yeah. on the other side. So we, we, we watched this in production order. Mm-hmm. But Mad Love was actually the last episode to air. Oh, wow, really? Which is interesting. Which actually, I... I guess end I, on a banger. I at one point considered structuring us such that we did that mm-hmm. because, I mean, slight spoiler, Judgment Day isn't great. It's definitely <laughs> one of the weakest ones. Um, and Mad Love is absolutely one of the best, if yeah. not probably one could argue the best of, especially, certainly the, the new Batman Adventures. 
Um, would do you think that this episode doesn't work quite as well because we have just seen Mad Love? We've already we've had a, we've just had an episode that deconstructs the relationship between Joker and Harley. Do you think this one? doesn't work quite as well because of that. Like if you, if they had been, if we'd watched them in the way they aired in reverse order, do you think they would have worked a little bit better? Uh, yeah, I think Mad Love would have had more of an impact because we, like we see that Joker uses Harley, but I don't, I, and we also see like that she's obsessed with him, but mm-hmm. I feel like just getting like one more, especially one that close. Yeah. Uh, would have been a like a really good impact. But yeah. I mean, for this episode, I didn't even really care about the relationship between Harley and Joker. I was just yeah. trying to figure out how they were going to tie that back into the Creeper. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Which I would have loved the other story of... I mean, the like, my version of the episode would have been uh, Harley gets kicked out and the creeper starts hitting on her. So she, like, obviously beats him up, like, yeah. tries to make it stop. It's but then Joker gets jealous. That would have been fun. And so then she plays along with it. Yeah. And that would have been the story I would love to see. But, but what I do what I do like here is that Joker does get jealous, but that someone else is stealing his act. Because mm-hmm. he wouldn't really care if someone was... I think there's, like, at least one moment where I feel like he got a little bit jealous about someone flirting with Harley. But he cares far more about someone, like, robbing his shtick. Yeah. Than anything else mm-hmm. it's, just, it's such a fun idea oh, and that's also the the joke that was that in the episode or did we just talk about that outside of the uh being too riddler oh that was in okay that was in that was episode. in mad love okay yeah, he yeah, makes yeah. a joke like the death trap was too riddler mm-hmm. um yeah I, th- I think for me this episode what makes it work is that it plays in a world where the joker and harley have their weird fucked up relationship mm-hmm and it works a little bit less if we've just broken that relationship down. And although we know that Harley's going to go back to the Joker at the end of Mad Love, that's a nice like button upon which to end their relationship for the the universe. Yeah. Rather than having this followed up where they're just right back to where they were before. Um, yeah, I think it does work a little bit better in reverse. Um, but there were a few details to the rest of the episode that I quite enjoyed. Uh, I loved that the Joker tries to escape on a small world float. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they're throwing like the kids off the back of it to try and get away. I love that uh, Robin is skiing on like a dolly behind a car, which is like the most '90s thing. Oh yeah, ever easily. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I I really like Beware of the Creeper. Yes. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I highly recommend. Definitely watching. on my short list. It, it was on my short list too. Yeah, absolutely. Which <laughs> we'll get to in our, their entirety next week. So come yeah. prepared, Cameron. Um, we'll see. And actually, if. Uh, we will put out a reminder call before we record next week's episode. But if you guys have short lists, for those of you who love the DCAU as well, and uh, if you have a short list for your favorite episodes from the new Map Adventures, write to us. Yeah, or even just like top know. three if you don't want to make That's a true. list of all of them. Let's, let's keep the pattern going. Top five. Yeah, top five. Top five episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but along those lines, before we get into bat plugs, uh, should we do a little bit of letters? Yeah. Here, this is all. How, how do we want to? What do we want to call it besides the letters? We're I'm not just calling it letters. It let's call it like uh, notes from friends. Notes from. sorry notes from friends segment okay you know what i'm okay with that i named bat plugs bat plugs you yeah (laughs) and forever sets the path trying to balance out balance out the set the 
the sexual okay. window. All right. So in uh, in notes from friends, I'm pulling some random places because again, my laptop was basically dead when I sat down. So I'm like a combination of iPhone and iPad. Um, but we did get an email, actually a couple emails uh, from Ashley Clark, aka Pretty Dang Nerdy. Um, one of which was this from a while ago. We're only catching up on these because of our, our weird uh, recording schedule. Uh, but talking to us, the first thing was about our thoughts, her thoughts on uh, your and my different experiences with going to the movie theaters. Okay. After Infinity War, where I was livid mm-hmm. and hate fans, and you were still like trying to still like going to the movies. And she was saying how she's kind of in the middle. She's a little bit torn because um, she still loves going, but you can get really rude people. Maybe I did talk about this on air. It I sounds think vaguely you, familiar. You might have. I... So I, but I, she she had a really terrible experience at a uh, a showing of the Quiet Place. Like a whole bunch of people showed up fifteen minutes late and just like made noise oh, through the horrible. entire thing, especially in that movie. Yeah. She also wants to know if either of us have seen the ba- extended Batman vs Superman. Have you? No. I haven't either. But <laughs> sorry, we've talked about our disdain and our movie theater experience for that one was also horrible. Well, we were way up in the front. Well, I mean the seating was fine. It was the people behind us who were doing like common, not commentary, but. Like adding their own sound oh, effects during the fight scenes. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I think I was so traumatized oh, by the rest of you it. You were so angry at them. You yelled at them. Oh, I did get after them. Yeah. Because it was like after the first fight scene between Batman and Superman, they were just like, oh, oh shit, do it, Batman, do it, Batman. Oh, oh shit, yeah. oh shit. And you turned around, it's like, can you please shut the fuck up? I don't think I said fuck. That's in my mind. You okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's. I mean, that happened to me again in Infinity War. The guys next to me were, like, talking all the way through. I'm like, hey, like, do you mind being quiet? And I, like, mm-hmm. just have to get on the show. He's like, don't you dare touch me. Like, don't touch me again. Like, he was, like, livid. I'm like, yeah. you can, like, I, I legitimately thought he was just start picking a fight with me in the middle of the movie. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Why do people suck so much? So I, so when you, when you talked about that, I, I did think about this just now. The idea of, like, going, because, I mean, I've been doing midnight premieres since, late high school and they've oh, always been my favorite thing same it was up until recently they got really bad yeah and i think it's because the fan culture has changed so much we're yeah. like back then it was only the dedicated fans like those shows didn't sell out yeah because it was just like the hardcore people would be going to the midnight because it was also midnight meant midnight yeah midnight showing didn't mean 7 7 30 thank god they're at 7 30 though can you imagine if we went to all these at midnight i'd still go in the middle of the week i would fucking not i i, I mean i still love that that feeling though yeah but i get up at 5 30 every day i know but <laughs> it's exhausting i work from home so i can still do it fuck your face um <laughs> yeah back then it was like it was just no the biggest fans and they knew when to cheer and they knew when to be yeah. quiet it i was you that know environment for and I, I agree with you i think from I think I can pinpoint the start of that trend is The Dark Knight. Because The oh, Dark yeah. Knight was the first movie I remember going to. There was a midnight movie where it was packed. Like, the theater was absolutely packed. We had, like, a dozen of us all from, like, all from high school going. Mm-hmm. So this was the summer after freshman year of college. It was, like, a little mini reunion for all of us. We're back home. We all went to The Dark Knight. And we got there at 7 p.m. Because, like, the line was that massive. And we didn't have... Um, reserve seating mm-hmm. the greatest thing ever created i miss oh. um but like, yeah i, I, I kind of miss those days though i mean i kind of as someone who showed up to it, as someone who shows up 30 minutes early still yeah like well, it's I, just ingrained yeah. in me i do too but I, I think it it's it's a lot like college where at the time it was great i would never ever want to go back <laughs> right 
Um, but no, like my first movie I saw at midnight was Casino Royale. Oh wow! Okay. Oh, oh wait, it may. Mm, that's not true. It may have been three hundred. Oh good, because I'm gonna say I'm also not proud of my first midnight premiere. What was it? Lords of Dogtown. Right on. <laughs> have you have you know the movie? Yeah, I know. Okay. Is it good? I've never seen it. I enjoy it. It's a horrible movie, but You've I met really one of them. enjoy it. I <laughs> I did meet one of them, which is still very weird. It's very bizarre. Um, but it was all just rowdy teenagers. I okay, was, that makes sense. I was twelve. I was eleven or twelve at this premiere because I went with my cousin Connor mm-hmm. and his dad was supposed to be with us. Sorry, mom, if you don't know this part of the story. Uh, and and Curtis just dropped us off and said he was going to pick us up later. I mean, he didn't want to be there. He didn't um, want to be staying up that late. No. So the the weird thing was, it's still my only experience with this. Uh, the the audience was so rowdy that they paused the movie, and uh, employees came in. It's like you need to shut up, or we're going to kick you all out. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I wish the El Capitan would do that. Oh, my God, I know. Well, I mean, they weren't, like, being rowdy for the movie. They were all just, like, talking to each other and throwing popcorn. And I thought, like, this is what midnight movies are like. Everyone is having fun, and we're throwing popcorn at each other. And, nope. and like, I, if I was in that experience now. <laughs> no, nope, I, I, I know. I would you'd be I, livid. I could, yeah, I could not handle it I, now. I am all for the uh, super waspy version of doing the midnight screening. Everyone's sitting there silently. Mm-hmm. Uh on some level, maybe hopefully enjoy the movie, but yeah. no one's saying a goddamn thing. <laughs> but no, I have to say though, seeing Casino Royale at midnight was like the greatest thing. I'm ever. sure. I mean, yeah. the huge James Bond fan that I am, and how amazing that movie—it's still amazing. But like seeing that movie for the first time, I went and turned around and saw it again that evening <laughs> with some more friends. I actually fell asleep through part of it because I was so damn tired you, from being up till three o'clock you, in the morning. How dare you? You're not a true fan. <laughs> I mean, I did watch two James Bond movies this weekend. <laughs> Not a true fan. Um, but no. Uh, I yeah. did that with but, one film, and I'm not proud of that one either. So to jump back a little bit, but yeah, Ashley, uh, she, she's kind of in between the two of us. But in regards to Batman vs. Superman, the extended cut, we have talked about doing like a series reviewing all the DC theatrical films. Because mm-hmm. you haven't seen a lot of them. <laughs> just, Basically all the Superman Just the movies. good ones. All the Superman <laughs> movies. But I've never seen Green Lantern. Yeah. And I'd be kind of curious to revisit some of these ones that I really hate. And I think if we were to do this when we hit Batman v Superman. I think I'd recommend we do the extended cut because we've mm-hmm. never seen it. And I've heard it does slightly improve upon it. Um, <clears throat> but Ashley also wrote in to talk to us about Deadpool. Oh, what are her thoughts? And she says, Chris, thank you. Thank you for voicing exactly what I was thinking about the fridging of Vanessa. <laughs> I guess spoilers for Deadpool oh, too. Yeah, whatever. But I mean, so this is her still writing. I mean, seriously, they had no idea it was a trope. It was a cowboy movie trope way before Kyle Rayner. Have they never seen The Searchers? I'm sure there was something earlier, but that was the first one to come to mind. Thank you again. Ashley, I still wholeheartedly agree with you. That still really bothers me about that movie, actually. Yeah. Like, it it's bothers me enough to actually seriously undercut my enjoyment of it. Yeah. I think I probably would have given that maybe four stars if that hadn't been a plot point. I still got three because I found it enjoyable, but <laughs> it really, really bothered me they did that. Mm-hmm. I know, because, like, I... I know. It's just, they, they, that franchise is supposed to know better. I know. That particular creative team is supposed to know better. Yeah. Um, you know, and like, I mean, also consider it one of the, you know, the director is David Leach. And although John Wick uses that formula, it chooses to do the dog rather than the wife. And the wife was already dead, but like, that just further sets up his mental state to begin with. Well, didn't he also, did he also do Atomic Blonde? Or was that the other one? 
He did do Atomic Blonde. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because Chad Stahelski did... Also opens with someone dying. Yeah, the boyfriend. Yeah. And <laughs> then, I guess, well, spoilers for Atomic Blonde. Yeah, fuck that. The girlfriend also dies at one point. Probably yeah. Through. But is that really a girlfriend? It's, I mean, it's just, just a love. She's a, a lady love friend. Interest, but, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I guess, is that slightly better because it's a same-sex relationship? Is it, or is it slightly less bad? No. No? No. But, like, if they had killed off a male character, I don't know if it would have had the same effect. I don't think it would have. Which is, I mean, that's a weird thing to say. Like, Mm -hmm. it's bad to be like, it's basically just playing into the trope of like, oh, like, we're more emotionally connected female characters. But I mean, we can play the the double standard card for days. Yeah. That's that's also a big thing in the news right now, which is dumb. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, I mean, Demi Lovato did some, I mean, it's, I don't want to bring it up because it's like. I didn't even know Demi Lovato did something, and I don't care enough to want to get into it. No, yeah. <laughs> if you care, she tweeted. She tweeted like her prank. I'll I'll, I'll say what the prank is, and then we'll. we'll what's what's the dumbass the, prank? Uh, someone tweeted at her like, "Oh, what's the what's the funnest prank you've done on tour?" Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh, when I was in Vegas, um, I bought a prostitute and sent it to her male bodyguard's room, uh, and gave her a key card to his room. So the prostitute just like barged into her bodyguard's room." And did like attempted to do sexual things. Okay, um, I mean, that's just dumb. It's just really dumb. But. Yeah, but like the double standard is like you could no in no way ever do that into a girl's room. No, it'd be really fucked. Yeah, it wouldn't be funny. Yeah, if it with a guy, it's it's like humorous. Well, so uh, okay. This yeah, is, we're not gonna talk about. No, it, no, right? hang on, hang on. <laughs> uh, well, and I, I think this relates to a lot of stuff we've talked about before. But I think it gets down to the difference between. Equality and equity. Mm-hmm. This is something we were talking about at work. I may have mentioned it on the podcast. Actually, I forget. I think you told me about. I don't remember. Yeah. The so the, the idea is that it. equality is everyone is treated equally. Equity is the acknowledgement that uh, equality does not exist in that format now. So equity is the balancing of how people are treated to adjust to the fact that not everyone is treated equally. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, this is why, like, for example you got to be careful like how you cast your villains for example so like i i just i was on um sam's podcast i did a remake and we were talking mm-hmm. about casting lex luther yeah and i threw out uh mahershala ali who i think would be an amazing fucking lex luther yeah and sam's point was although that is when you cast colorblind a great casting choice there's an argument to be made that it's another white hero with a black villain and that in the optics of the world right now that's not actually the best message to send necessarily mm-hmm. and so that's what it comes down to like if everything was all treated from a form of equality, then that wouldn't be a big deal. Because it's not, that's when equity comes into play and you have to make concessions like, okay, well, maybe that's not the best idea. Yeah. It's also like why you shouldn't just kill off all the female characters, equality, equity. Mm-hmm. So it gets that a little bit. Yeah. These, these are the tangents we go on when we haven't talked for a week. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to burn through some more of these. Oh, okay. Uh, Ashley also messaged us on Instagram because we advertised we were doing The Creeper. Yeah. And she said, I guess she used to call one of her students The Creeper because he was always randomly hunched over like that. <laughs> that was pretty good. Amazing. <laughs> um, and then uh, also on Instagram from that same post, DC Anime Universe commented that uh, their five-year-old uh, daughter's two favorite Batman episodes are Beware the Creeper and Love as a Croc. Great episodes. Those are great episodes. Absolutely. Yeah. But we love it when you guys write in. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And uh, Squinty Rizzo said the Creeper deserved more episodes, which I completely agree with. Absolutely. Uh, Give him a miniseries. Give him a series called Freakazoid. Freakazoid. (laughs) Uh, Hang on, I'm going to try and do some more of these. We're just going to drag this episode out because, again, it's been way, way, way too long since we've done it. 
So, uh, and then actually Cameron Miller wrote to me too, also on Instagram, our friend from Yes, I, I remember. I know. Cameron remembers things sometimes. Sometimes. Cameron, I remember if there was, if there, if it's, if it's the same name, if Cameron it's the same name as me. remembers other Camerons. Yes. Um, but we were talking about Green Lantern not too long ago. Yes. It's sort of long ago now at this point. Um, but he said that if you're starting to get into the Blackest Night, another recommendation is uh, Green Lantern Rebirth, Sinestro mm-hmm. Corps War, and then Blackest Night. And he said that's a good order to read in. Yeah, Sinestro Corps. Yeah, the Sinestro Wars were pretty good. Because that's when he forms the, um, the, well, the Sinestro League, which is all based off of the Yellow Lantern mm-hmm. fear, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because that, that's right before, if I remember correctly, that's right before they opened it up to all the other colors. Oh, okay. I think that might be the ending of it. I don't remember. I don't, yeah. But yeah, I, I remember it being just, uh, yeah, just Sinestro. Okay. Um, I, I know. Yeah. I, need, I need to read all those. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things I need to read, actually. I used to have Rebirth. I think my former roommate has it now. Not Rebirth. Um, Sinestro Core Wars. Okay. But I'll check my shelf. I yeah. don't remember what's that, on there That'd be anymore. good to read. Um, and then a couple other quick ones off of uh, the Twitter. Um so it was really cool. Matty Washburn did a, like a follow Friday and he listed a whole bunch of other like, like Twitter accounts people should follow, just like personal people he knew and then also some podcasts and he mm-hmm. referenced us. Oh, so, thanks. I know, which is always really sweet. Um, yeah, he mentioned also obviously DC Watchtower, the Batman Beyond pod, which I need to listen to that actually. I haven't yet. Mm-hmm. Bat, uh, yeah, it's a, um, Above and Batman Beyond. Okay. Yeah. And then I... Is it, is it, do they talk about Batman Beyond while listening to the band Above and Beyond? <gasps> Guys, if you don't, you should steal that. You absolutely should steal that. Just playing softly in the background? Yeah. So he mentioned those, um, World's Finest, DCAU Resource, the DCAU Review, who's basically doing the same thing we are. They're not, they don't seem to be going in order, though. They seem to be jumping around. Oh, that's interesting. But also, I can't listen, because I'm afraid they're going to be a lot better than us. Oh, they will definitely <laughs> be better than us. I think everyone that does this is better than us. Absolutely everyone. Because we've been talking for, what, over an hour and maybe 20 minutes is good content? Yeah. <laughs> and it's it. all of our tangents. Yeah. And then also um, Arkham Session, which I think you referenced once before, where it's like the two psychologists talking yes. about, yeah, yeah, talking oh, about all the different... Yeah, I need to listen to that. Mm-hmm. And then um, the BTAS podcast, and that person actually like, gets some of the creatives on to talk about stuff. So oh. uh, other good podcasts. Yeah, if and you guys want to listen to better versions of better, Yeah, if you want to listen to better shows than ours, go check those out. Um, I'm not going to put all these <laughs> in the episode notes. It'll take me goddamn forever. Um, but actually there's also a bit of conversation going cause there's a Batman, the animated series board game coming out. Mm-hmm. And so there's talk about maybe trying to get all of the like DCAU people together for Comic-Con. a live stream. I, I asked about Comic-Con who was going cause, um, that'd be really fun to try and get whoever is going together, but this would be a live stream of us all playing that game. When did the game come out? I'm not sure. Okay. Cause I was going to say we can do that at Comic-Con. Yeah. But I mean, I know, um, I don't think the DCAU guys are going. Boo. Well, I mean... Like in North Carolina Boo. and Oregon. It's far. Boo. It's far. No excuses. I've turned you into a villain. <laughs> You've lived long enough to see yourself become <laughs> the villain, Cameron. No. Uh, but no, we always appreciate you guys writing in. It makes it that much more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, it'd just be the two of us. Because it's a conversation, guys. Nattering on back and forth. Um, but should we do bat plugs now? Let's Fin- do it. Finally, at yeah. nearly the hour and a half mark. What, what are you watching, listening, reading? Um, I am reading the third book in a trilogy that I started way back in like 2012. Oh, wow. Um, and the the first book is called The Damned Busters. And it's actually, I guess, is not that different to Spawn in some ways. It's about um, this guy who basically accidentally summons, summons a demon. Okay. And then decides to use that demon to take on superpowers and become a crime fighter. 
And so that's kind of what the first book is about, but then it starts to expand out into this broader world of like, what's this universe like when hell and heaven exist and there's demons and each, like the whole universe has been written numerous times in drafts. Mm-hmm. And so it incorporates like Jesus and the devil and all this other sort of stuff. So I'm on the third book, which is called Hell to Pay, um, which is, I'm about like a quarter of the way through and it starts diving deeper into like what happens when you start to make contracts with the devil and stuff like that. And okay. It's pretty good actually. That sounds cool. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Uh, the author's Matthew Hughes. Um, that's, that's what I've been reading. And then I had a bit of a lazy weekend and I watched both the spy who loved me and on her Majesty's secret service. Cause I was listening to both of those, uh, soundtracks at work and I forgot how amazing Marvin Hamlish's score for the spy who loved me is. It's just like, as pointed out in the James Bonding podcast, it's basically just the James Bond theme, but with a whole bunch of like BGs, like <laughs> notes ripped off and shoved in there. That's amazing. And a little bit of Jaws too, because it has like the da 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 da. Oh my god! But that ah, the Lotus chase scene through Sardinia, the helicopter chasing him, the Hamlish score. You're just making up words right now. Claude Renoir as a cinematographer. It's all sumptuous. It's all beautiful. I don't believe any word you just said was a no real one word. should. No one should. Directed by good old Lewis Gilbert. Yep. Oh, God, I love that movie so much. <laughs> Which one is it? The Spy Who Loved Me. God, that's what I thought. Roger Moore's best. Is that James the Bond um, film. Is so is so obviously that's the one that Austin Powers is parodying in The Spy Who Shagged Me. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's the one with um, Barbara Bach, aka the future Mrs. Ringo Starr. Uh, as Major Anya Amasova of the KGB, a.k.a. Agent Triple X. Ringo Starr narrated a cartoon that I just found out about. Which cartoon was that? Yellow Submarine. No. No, like like a popular cartoon series. Um, Eat My Shorts. Yep, that's the one. Which is not even a cartoon. No, Salute Your Shorts was a cartoon. That's what... It, no, Salute Your Shorts was a live action. Yes. Sorry, yeah, you're right. Eat My Shorts, is that a show? It was not a show. That Bart. was Bart Simpson's catchphrase. That is a cartoon. See? I was right. Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. He was the narrator in Thomas the Tank Engine. What? Yeah. How fucking bizarre. Isn't that so How weird? How bizarre is that? Yeah, I was watching a video on, like, um, on PBS, on, okay. like, old PBS shows. And they're like, oh, yeah, and you can thank Ringo Starr for Thomas the Tank Engine. Huh. That's yeah. weird. Isn't it? Yeah. Is that what you've been watching? It's Thomas the Tank Engine? I've been binging it, man. <laughs> no. Um... So to since I am a character on this podcast, I needed some character development to progress my oh, story. Oh, I thought you meant caricature. No, 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 <laughs> a character. Sorry, the, we're basically <laughs> self-parody at this point. Yes, we are. Yeah. Uh, so after months, and you maybe mentioned this a year ago, that I must read this comic. <gasps> oh, right, yeah. For and those who, have... who skipped the, uh, the solo spoiler special we yes. did, you didn't hear this little bit of trivia, this, yes. little, this little factually, but I yes. Finally... Finally read and finished New Frontier. How amazing is it? It's uh, so I liked it. I really liked it. <laughs> here's my here's my thing with it. And I don't know if I just don't read enough superhero comics anymore to know if this is the setup now. But it was there was it it, it was it just felt like it was two acts. There was like it it just felt like the beginning was super stretched out and then it just kind of hang, hang on one second hang on one second i'm sorry chris i'm sorry he's leaving <laughs> is he, are you gonna throw it at me or do you need a barf bag <laughs> oh you have your machete oh even better okay hang on 
Okay. Now, Cameron, I'm going to let you keep talking. I'm going to pull the microphone back I'm going to let you keep talking, but be careful what you say. No, I did enjoy it because... This thing is dull as fuck. I know it is. So it's just going to be it's a It's not going to cut through. It's just going to... It's just going to whack me hard. Yeah. Um, no, I enjoyed it because it's a Green Lantern flash story, and I love those two characters. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and Martian Manhunter. And Martian Manhunter, An amazing yes, story for Martian Manhunter. I think uh, his arc was probably my favorite. I'd agree with that. Uh, I want that to be a movie. I like want that roughly that arc. Yeah, to be that'd done be as amazing. A, as a film, yeah, mm-hmm. and then have that Batman cameo. Yes, I, I love the Batman cameo. Yeah, uh, I loved his arc. Um, Hal's arc, I en- I enjoyed it. I don't know. I I either I either wanted more, um, like PTSD because we only have really like one panel of PTSD, mm-hmm. and it seems to really haunt him because that's something. Like, it's brought up two or three times, but you, I never feel like he's really impacted by it. Well, I mean, he's he's on a suicide mission. Yes. The whole rest of this comic. Well, I mean, the middle part isn't really this, because that's when he's still in training, and they're still making fun of him for being this, because when he's with uh, Rick Flagg and... Well, they call him Timex. Because like it's off the the phrase about the watch, like mm-hmm. and it takes a look in and keeps on ticking or something like that. Like he's doing things that no one else has been able to like get through. And it the reason that um, Flag pulls him was one the whole mission was a suicide mission. Yeah, but that he could see that that Hal was on a death mission. Suicide yeah, mission. I, yeah, I guess so. It was good. I honestly, I just finished reading it like an hour before coming okay, on the podcast. So. so did you? Because I, I, I loved the ending. I loved, especially ending it with the JFK quote. Oh, it's a, it's, it's amazing. That was yeah, so good. Um, the version you have has the we talked about this. The annotations in the back, right? Yes, I haven't had a chance. To it's worth. It's it's worth. I, and, and to be fair, like I loved it the first time I read it. Part of the reason being is I love that time period. Yes. Um. I like that time period in general. I love anything that incorporates real world with like real history with fictional stuff but mm-hmm. also it's all space race and like i grew up on all that sort yes. of shit so i fucking loved it like chuck yeager the balics uh, yeah balics one mm-hmm. all of that but i think my love of it increased the, the more times i've read it and going through and like seeing the detail with which darwin cook pulled all these visual references story references so yeah go through those they might it might help yeah and there's also the the version i have it has two more chapters at the end which i haven't gotten a chance to read oh yeah there's yeah, some bonus stuff in mm-hmm. there yeah which yeah. i think i read those when I bought that for you, because I never read them, and I gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm going to read those. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it. It's good. It's it really good. good. It's very good. Yes. Yeah. Now we have just tons of other stuff for you to read. Yes. Uh, and then my second plug. I'll put the machete down. Thank you. Um, now I can give you my real thoughts on it. <laughs> Your real thoughts. <laughs> um, so I, I watched, this won't be my plug, but it'll preface why i'm talking about this i watched action point over the weekend which is the new johnny knoxville film oh right yeah um about the theme park based off a real theme park action point and there's an amazing amazing video it's like a 20 minute video on youtube uh it's called i think it's called like what is action point it's it's done by a creator named dismal land uh who does a bunch of great videos about kind of theme parks around the world um but action point was this was this theme park that was around in the late seventies and eighties that was just pure chaos. And it was like run, it was basically run by teenagers who had nothing else to do in the summer. Um, there were injuries upon injuries. 
I think I think seven people died in the park, and it's I want to say twelve years of existing. Oh my god! Uh, it was just pure pure chaos. Yeah. And I'm not going to go into the whole thing because we've been talking for almost two hours now. No. Hour and thirty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but just watch the video because I can't explain it as well as the video does. Yeah. Um, but it's just such a fun story. And just hearing that something like, because especially now with all the, like the helicopter parenting, hearing that something like this existed just a couple decades ago mm-hmm. is so funny. Yeah. I mean, that's the 90s for you. Yeah. 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. It's a different time. I know. And it's and I even bring that up in the movie. Um, but I, the movie does not give a good representation of it. Of the the Knoxville series, I think it's probably at the bottom of my list, which is kind of sad. I mean, I love the Jackass films, mm-hmm. um, so like it's nothing is ever going to come close to those, well, except yeah, Nitro those... Circus. Nitro Circus was also great. Uh, you you would like that one because it's like it's the cool, it's like the fun ideas of Jackass, but they actually land all the tricks. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's kind of cool. That is, mm-hmm. Yeah, a little better. Yeah. There, there used to be a great documentary on Netflix about them hmm. uh, that I think it's it's now been taken off. Okay. Um, but yeah, so go watch the Action Point video. I'll send you the link okay. afterwards. Uh, and then go read New Frontier. Because it's so good. Because I finally did it. You finally did it. I am actually genuinely impressed and <laughs> thrilled that you read it. I, I wanted to bring you like a full bag of surprises and say I, I watched Superman, but that's that's going to wait a couple, another no, couple months. No, I think... Months. Hold off on that. Yeah. Because, again, I, I, we have some broader plans <laughs> in play here. Yeah. Because at a certain point, we were going to have a long lull in the um, the summer blockbuster releases. Yeah. So I think we might try and slot some of those in there. Because we've, we've had people asking us, are we going to talk about the movies ever? Yeah. And I really want to talk about the 1960s Batman movie. <laughs> I really want to talk about We it. can do it. So. We have the power. We do. Um but yeah, I mean, we're. I think you've listened to us drone on long enough at this point. Yes, thank you. Uh, if you're still if you're still here, thanks thanks a lot. And if you skip the middle one. section, then welcome back. Thanks, mom. And if you uh, want to reach out to us and uh, join our notes from friends, yep, section. Well, I'll think of something better for next week. <laughs> nope, nope, it's done. It's, it's there. It's set. Oh, it's notes it's from set friends. Our notes from friends section. Um, you can reach us at Tim Talk Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Gmail. I think yes. Gmail is a good place for those like longer questions, like uh, Ashley sent in. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, honestly, you're probably better off reaching out to us on Instagram because I barely ever. Check. I found out Instagram uh, Messenger has a has a letter like cap. Really, has a word cap. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I hit oh. it when I was trying to message someone. Oh Jesus! I was I was writing like a full essay. It's like a little novella, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, that's how you can find us. I am at Lordifer on Twitter, barely ever, but most on Instagram, <laughs> also barely ever. Uh, you can find my art at Cameron.Dexter. I finally, Chris, I finally got over my Space Mountain hump. So that that animation is coming out soon. You wrote Space Mountain? No, I've, I've written it once yeah, before. I so. No, I, that was the reason I stopped doing my Disney animations, was I couldn't figure out the Space Mountain <gasps> You figured animation. it out. I figured it out yesterday. Oh, my God. So can't it's coming out this week. I'm cannot, so excited for it to finally to fucking come out. It's going to be a black screen. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's just a black screen. It's like a very quick, it's like one frame of someone yeah. writing across. Uh, yeah, if you want to see my art, it's at Cameron.Dexter. If you want to see my face, it's at CamDexter underscore Adventures. And if you want to see my shirts, we have two new designs coming out in the next two weeks. Uh, they're Secret Secret. So you'll see them soon. Uh, you can find them at Core Memories Co. Yay! Yes. 
We did it. We did it. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you later. All right. Oh, and yeah. And then for next week, Judgment Day mm-hmm. and our short list. So yes. write in, tell us what your favorite episodes are, and we'll we'll talk about them a bit. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Thanks guys. Bye.